This is the Horse Radio Network. We all love our dogs, but should they really be allowed at horse shows? This week, Jess is in Europe, where there are DJs on the cross-country course, apparently. We'll share our tips on how to stay fit when you can't ride, and you'll never guess which Hollywood actors bonded with their horse co-stars on set. Thanks for tuning in. From Heels Down Magazine, a podcast where horse pros chat about what's happening in the horse world over drinks. Welcome Welcome to Happy Happy Hour. Hour. I'm Justine Griffin. I'm Sally Spickard. I'm Jessica Payne, and welcome to episode 34 of Heels Down Happy Hour. So, you guys, we are recording at a very different time than we normally record. Normally, we, we record in the evening, so we can't have a, have a cocktail uh, when we're doing the episode. But because Jess is in Europe right now, we're recording, like, in the middle of the day, which feels different for us. But Except for me. I'm, it's almost 6.30 here. So, so happy hour I'm, time for you. So yeah, for you. absolutely happy hour. So <laughs> like happy hour time for me. I guess that could be a thing. <laughs> I know. So we've been, we were in Holland last week and that was a lot of fun. And then we just got over to France where Le Leon is about to start for the seven and six-year-old championships. And it's the world breeding championships. So since we're in France, I had to find, it's so easy to find good wine over here. And my Ugh. favorite is from the region of Chateauneuf-du-Pas. So that is what I am enjoying right now. So you guys I'm can so get jealous. jealous. Yes, right. I'm so jealous. <laughs> that sounds delicious so, right now. My my like whole so last week we tried different beers most of which i didn't honestly like i mean they were good but they were really kind of different so i kind of stuck with plain ones that i liked but uh not here in france i'm going to try every different kind of region of red wine because that is my favorite so that is my goal this week (laughs) that's a really good goal and the horse show too you know (laughs) please take notes for us so when you priorities, get home. <laughs> yes, yeah. I will. I will absolutely. So I'm excited. <laughs> so this episode is brought to you by the Heels Down Brief, which if you guys don't know yet, um, Heels Down Magazine puts out a weekday email newsletter that's delivered to your inbox every morning. And it's super fun to put together. I really love combing through really bizarre and interesting news stories that we put in the brief and we try to make it fresh and interesting for you guys. And basically it's all the news uh, you want to read without all the political discourse and fights and arguments that you get in your Facebook feed around surrounding like normal news this time of year. So, but my favorite part of the brief is the lastly LOLs, which if you haven't seen them, <laughs> Oh my gosh, they're so hilarious. Wendy or or this Wendy who's on staff with us writes them and she's just like one day we got to have her on the show cuz she's just yeah. like comedic genius. She's so funny. So, uh, Sally, do you have like a favorite lastly that stands out to you cuz they make uh, me laugh every morning. There was one from earlier this week that was like what did it say? I got to try and pull it up. Oh, it says like if horses can feel your energy when you ride, I want to know why at the last show he didn't feel that I was going to kill him if he dumped me one more time. <laughs> and it's just like little one-liners like that. 
I think I actually wrote one one time, but it was like something about how my horse is going to dress up as a plastic bag for Halloween because that's the scariest (laughs) thing ever to every horse. (laughs) But it's just like a really good way to start your day. And I like Wendy's so good at the one liners, but then there's all sorts of other like I I like to get my news kind of in one place. I like to know what's going on, but I don't want to go searching for it. So (laughs) you guys do a really good job of putting that together. So it's definitely worth signing up for. Absolutely. So Absolutely. If you, you want to sign up, you can visit bit.ly slash HD brief. All right. So Jess, why don't we start with you for news since you're over in Europe and why don't we get an update on all the cool things you and Doug have been up to? So it's been, it's been a good trip. The horses have traveled well, everything else. So we were over last week in Buccalo, which I do have to say, Doug's always like, it's the coldest place ever. It's so, you know, like, so I packed if anybody really knows me, I'm not a light packer. Like, I'm not, I can't even. And the child has actually made it worse. Because I'm like, oh, I should bring this. And he's like, that doesn't have nothing to do with him. So, but it I could. actually was, exactly. I was impressed because I sent home one entire huge suitcase back with the getaway horse. Because the weather has been beautiful here. And so the event kind of ran a bit differently. Because they always said there's like a ton of people. Well, the masses came out. And when I mean, there were probably 60 to 70,000 people on cross country day Wow! because it was beautiful. Everybody loved it. It never, it was like 20. So I guess it was, sorry, we've been having to talk in Celsius. Uh, it was about 70 to 75 degrees. Oh, that's perfect. It was beautiful. I mean, for us, we're like, this is amazing. But I, I brought parkas. Like, I was ready for, like, <laughs> the apocalypse. Like, it was so bad. But I feel like I've so, seen it have, like, bad weather there a lot. So, I'm Oh, Doug says it's literally... <laughs> everybody, all they could talk about was how beautiful the weather was and that this never happens. I guess last year they almost canceled the event because the weather was so bad. Wow. Um, yeah. So, they said because this year it's so nice... People were out for dressage day a little bit. Cross country was a sight I've never even seen. I mean, yes, Kentucky has a lot of people, but they have the entire course has beer everywhere around the corner. And, you know, I kind of heard a little bit about it, but they every tent like, is like as a you, corporate tent. Like as you walk the course, like around the, you know, like I the- mean, there's. I posted on social media, the third fence, you couldn't see the third fence because there was a bar around it nearly and people (laughs) all around it. Is that where the DJ was? I just saw this. I I saw your Insta story and it's Hudson in his stroller, like on cost country day. And and then just a DJ, like going nuts behind him. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It was like, dude, dude, dude. The whole day felt like that. Can you make that sound again? Yeah, right. (laughs) One and only, by the way. But it felt like that. And then we, there was this, there were tents everywhere. So, like, basically, you became friends with all these people. So you could go to their tents, and every tent had full bars with just some, you know, wine, beer, but like everybody served alcohol at every place. And they turned, it felt like a nightclub in the afternoons at night. Like five o'clock was when that video was shot. And I would have bet that it felt like it was seven 
a clock to like 10 o'clock between the two, depending on how like wasted everybody was because it was just a big, massive party. And the only, like, it wasn't, I feel like at Kentucky, everybody goes and like watches and they're also into the cross country. Most of the people I don't think even knew there was a horse. <laughs> like I, I felt like I've had at you know at Steeplechase, I've had people be like, you know, there's a horse show. It's like Steeplechase or the Kentucky Derby when the yeah, infields. like horse racing, yeah, horse racing when everybody's like, there are horses here, and you're like, turn around. I felt like that was it. You you'd watch the horses go by, and like a quarter of the people would turn to watch it jump, and you're like. What's the other court? What three fourths of them are just partying? It was, it was so much fun. So in that aspect, it was a little bit hard because then it happened again on show jump day. Like it was, Doug said that was the loudest place he's ever jumped in his life. He said he couldn't tell. He said he he's like I couldn't tell about a rail or not because I couldn't hear anything. Oh my (laughs) gosh! Wow, that is so cool though. So our horse was a little bit green about it, which sucked, but it was a great experience. And so it wasn't really the outcome, but Tammy Smith, I do have to give her a huge shout out because her, I love that mare. Oh my gosh. Uh, she she's calls produced it, Roy. it too. She's from a three-year-old. Yeah. So she, I think she placed ninth, but she had a beautiful round the whole week. I mean, yeah. she really put in a top performance. And so we were super happy and we were, you know, Tammy and I were joking. We're like, it's just been so much fun. Like it hasn't been a competitive sort of, you know, between the two people. It really felt like it was like a team, even though there were only awesome. two people, but it was a lot of fun. It was a really good team atmosphere. And it, you know, hats off to her. Cause she did a great job and Doug rode really well. It wasn't, you know, the performance we wanted, but you know, in the end, maybe, maybe Leon will be our week. So everybody be cheering for us. Cause it's been fun. It will be a fun week. That's so exciting. I am yeah. adding Bocolo to my list, my bucket list of things, events to see in my lifetime. So. Anyone that wants a party, sign yourself up. Yeah, oh, cool. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> One of our owners joked that if his horse didn't come next year, he was still coming. He's still coming. And we're like. <laughs> Bob, Bob, you don't actually go to horse shows. And he goes, I'm coming to this one. I'm going <laughs> this is now this is my horse show. We're like, no, is that so. event is that event within range of Amsterdam? Like, could you go to Amsterdam and then go to the event and then back, you know, or is it really far Absolutely. away? I'm sorry. Geographically well, challenged. No, it's about no, no, it's about an hour and thirty, hour and forty-five minutes outside of Amsterdam. Oh, so okay. it's not bad. Like you That's could totally and everything started kind of later, honestly, because it's just the CCI three star. Right. So it's only 70 horses. So, okay. yeah, I mean, our owners actually took advantage of it and they stayed. The husband, wife, Lisa and Bob Wall, who own Getaway, they actually stayed for a couple of days to tour around Amsterdam. And they said the Van Gogh Museum was beautiful, like one yeah. of the best museums they've been to. So I you can totally tag to to around the back. So bad. So. If I can combine yeah, horses so. and Amsterdam, that would be great. <laughs> Who wouldn't, Sam? Uh, but Sally, what news? I heard you have some weird news coming on. Yeah, well, it's it's not necessarily. Uh, it's a little weird. Okay, weird, so, but different. I don't know much about it, so I just yeah. So the FEI has gone ahead and in an effort to make the FEI disciplines a little bit more palatable to the general public, they're shortening things and changing things. And so one of the things they're doing is they have actually shortened the Grand Prix dressage test. 
And they're going to be putting this dressage test, this new test up on display at this year's Olympia Horse Show, which is in London in December. It's a big deal. You know, Charlotte Duhardin always, you know, is kind of like the, the golden child of that show. It's where she's had a lot of success, but it's obviously a big show to begin with. So I was reading this, um, I'll put the link to the new test in the show notes because I think it was like just published, but basically the Grand Prix dressage test had, let's see, the existing test right now has 33 movements, which holy cow, that's a lot. That <laughs> um, is a lot. Yeah. The shortened test has a total of 30 movements. So it's not that much short. I think they said it takes like two minutes off, which that's pretty significant because I think a Grand Prix test takes like seven or eight minutes. So, I mean, that's really long. But the biggest thing is that you go in and in the old test, you go in, you go into your extended try and then you go into a half pass. You kind of get some time, you know, three, four movements before you go into a passage or, you know, something more technical. This new test, you go right into a half pass, like the third movement, you're in a half pass. The fifth movement, you're in a passage. The sixth movement, you're in a PF. So you're just like, going bang, bang, bang right into it. And some of the like opinion blogs that I've read are like, you know, it doesn't give you enough time to establish a rhythm and it, it, you know, caters more to the horses that are really good with the passage and the PF. You know, I don't know enough about pure dressage to really say, but I can definitely tell you that this test has a lot going on, like from the get go. So it's really interesting. Huh? That is yeah. interesting. Have you heard a lot of like any feedback? Like, are people mad? Are they cool with this? Or, you know, like what, what kind of responses? What are I'm seeing is, is relatively negative, you know, just that it's, it's not really putting the horse in mind. It's more for like the public and shaving two minutes off of the test really isn't going to mean that much more to people that are watching, you know? So it's really like, uh, you know, I, I've, I've done a little bit of reading on it and it's, primarily not super well received, but I think it'll be interesting to see how it does and see what the marks are, you know, comparing this year's Olympia marks to last year's and seeing if there's any discrepancies. So I was going to say is it'll be interesting to see, maybe it's just one of those things that like, you know, honestly, that's why I was interested to hear a bit about it because I didn't know much about it. If it's just, they don't like change, you know, right, like exactly. maybe it's something yeah. that it is going to be good and well received, but you know, the initial shock kind of makes everybody a little bit. Right. Well, I think, so, I think too, sorry, go ahead. No, no, but I think that's what will be interesting to see. Is all yeah, story, so. it, it'll definitely be interesting. And I think, you know, it's just going to be a change in how you prepare for it. And, you know, they changed the four star test for dressage and eventing and they, they added like a, a stretchy canner circle, you know, in the test and everybody was like, oh, my horse is going to like these event horses are going to be, and it was fine. Like it's been fine. It um, turned out, but everybody had a manic. Like yeah, moment, very, very panicky. So yeah, it'll be yeah. interesting, you know, changes, changes, change and the FBI is, is always changing something. So it'll be interesting to see how it works, but I'll put the link in the show notes to the new test. You guys can see it. All right, Justine, your turn. All right. Well, I've got fun news, not technical, uh, nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing that will make your brain hurt too hard. So two Hollywood actors have like very recently talked publicly about their relationship with the horses and they're like two actors you would never really like think that you know like would have an opinion on horses so it's kind of weird no i was shocked i it popped up like on my news feed or something and i was like wait what <laughs> i know so the first one is uh liam neeson so you know taken uh, like i him. will find you on the phone guy, <laughs> yeah. you know so <laughs> Talk about, um, can you do that, that one again exactly 
I'm trying to think, like, what's the the meme that they make fun of him? What does he say in those movies that people uh, are always like? Like, why can I not remember that now? I know. Feeling. But it's like everybody something he always like his signature thing that he says. I can't remember. I was gonna say, I was... Everybody knows him from Taken. Like yeah, he yeah, was yeah. incredible in that movie. So. Oh yeah. All right. That's so. That's what it is. I have a certain set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, so he really liked his horse. I guess in the um, he's in the new Coen Brothers film. It's a western called The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Um, and there was a horse that they used while they were filming that um, that actually came from a movie he had worked with before. So uh, Neeson said that you won't believe it. I'm saying this horse knew me. He actually remembered me from another mes- oh, another Western we made a while back, which is kind of cool, right? Oh, that's cool. I know. So then after he said this, uh, Russell Crowe actually like chimed in too like hey i know horses remember me and he talked about a horse that was on that he gave like a big speech while he was riding it uh, in gladiator and he saw that horse again on set for another movie and he swears the horse remembered him too oh i know it's kind of cute that they you know have they build a relationship with the horses they meet on set so, Sometimes they buy them. Like, I think, didn't Viggo Mortensen buy the horse he rode in Hidalgo? Or, or there's some he sort did. of... He yeah. did, yeah. I think he did. Um, I don't remember 100%, but I remember... Yeah, I don't remember that. the details, but I think that's right. Also, Brendan Fraser did that, too. He he was in, like, uh, GQ did, like, a huge cover story about him, and he talked about horses and how important... They bought a horse for his kid, who I think had some, um, some emotional-type problems and he was talking about how the bond with the horse that they bought him which was a horse he had ridden on set was really wonderful like for his kid to grow up with which was kind of cool yeah so that's good yeah so anyways i thought that was sweet and nice that you know muggles are giving showing their support and love for horses yeah absolutely even if they're famous ones you know (laughs) so so justine i have a question for you Yes. We talked a little bit on the last podcast about that amazing thing that you had in Iceland. And I kind of thought for a second I was going to need to pack one for here. (laughs) Oh my gosh, right? Probably. Um, No, but now I'm so glad I'm not going to need it. But I am dying to hear more about it, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to tell you guys about it. And so after the last podcast, I think some people had trouble searching for it. So I'm going to spell the name of it. People thought it was called running goat and that's not what it is. It's not <laughs> oh, a no. running farm animal. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's running goat and that's spelled R E D I N G O T E. So just so you know. So it's reddingoatequestrian.com is their website. And what they make are these essentially like snowsuit onesies for women to ride in in the cold weather. So if you live in Canada or somewhere else that's just like basically the frozen tundra, this thing is made for you. Like I, I'm i going to tuck it away. I probably won't use it again until I go skiing next year. But it actually it fit me a lot like a ski outfit would. But it was more flattering, honestly. Like it's it's made to fit women, you know. Like it's it's very thoughtfully made, uh, so you look, you feel good in it, and you look good in it. But the most so you, important, you don't look like the Michelin Man, right? Like, exactly. You know, exactly. That's what I was yeah. kind of concerned. So it reminds me a lot of the onesie that Hudson had. It had like a liner, but I was concerned because everybody used to ask me 
we should make these for us for like, you know, playing around when it's cold at horse shows and everything else. And I was like, I know why do kids only get this? So I was a little concerned. It would look a little like bulky and mm-hmm. you know, we don't want to look like you weigh 500 pounds when you don't. So it doesn't look like you're bulky in the pictures. Did it feel like it was? No. And so, you know, I, I was wondering if in, insulation is not something I have a lot of like, knowledge about because I live in Florida so I don't have to buy insulated blankets for my horse or anything I do go I go and travel to cold weather places but I leave it in a week and come home to the warm <laughs> but but so it is it is definitely insulated and I'm gonna do an Instagram story on the heels down mag account later this week probably the day the podcast comes out so if you guys want to keep an eye out for it because I want to show you the inside because it's all quilted and insulated but it's built so you can wear your normal riding clothes under it. Like you should wear your breeches. You should wear, like you can wear your tall boots. It has a wonderfully long zipper that goes all the way up the back of the calf. So it's very easy to access your boot if you needed to. It has a million pockets, a lot up top, like up close on your chest, which I love, especially so when I was riding, when I was riding the Icelandic courses in Iceland while wearing this, it was so easy for me to take off a glove get my hand in a pocket, grab my phone, but also easy to put it back away. I got kind of hot as the weather changed and I took the gloves off and I could put them in a pocket. They also have a cute loop kind of down by your waist where you can hang spurs from it if you need those. That is so so it's cool. like, a, it is equipped for all the things you need. You know, it doesn't have a hood. So like it wouldn't get caught on your helmet. So like I rode with a scarf just because I was worried my face might get cold and you just, yeah, you could step out of it as easily as you get into it. Like, it's very easy to take on and off. I changed out of it in the barn, you know, had no problem. Um, but it's definitely made so you can layer underneath it. Um, I wouldn't say it has a room for a ton of layers, but you can wear a base layer under your riding clothes. You can wear a sweater under it. Like I said, it's great for your boots. So if you ride in half chaps and have to access your zipper or something, it's it's not hard to do that. And it's very flexible. So that's the other thing. Sometimes when I go skiing in my ski outfits, like that material is not meant to move for me to like spread my legs, right? You know, like you're skiing, you're going straight down and you might bend your knees a little bit. Now you're like stuck. Right. Like you can't, you have very, a limited range of motion. I did not feel that in this in this suit which i think was really interesting so think about it like when you're trying to get on a horse and it's cold and you're wearing all these clothes and you feel like the michelin man where you can't use your legs or your hips i didn't feel that when i rode in this so i could actually Uh, like lift up my leg and get over and not feel constricted by my clothing which was really great too no they thought of everything they honestly thought of everything that you could need in you know what i mean for this for this specific suit so is the outside kind of tough too? Like, you know how some of the outside you can, you feel like it would just kind of like rip if you got caught on something. I'm thinking like, could you clean stalls in it if you had to? Like, is it going to hold up a little bit to that sort of work? That's a good question. I mean, it's definitely waterproof. So when I rode in it, it got muddy for sure. Like we were, I was riding the tolt like through the mud and right. mud up on my legs and stuff. And I was worried like, oh, I hope this isn't hard to clean. But obviously it's all waterproof on the outside. So all I did was like run the hose over it real quickly uh-huh. but in the barn and it, it got all the dirt <laughs> off of it. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm sure it would hold on like a, like a Carhartt, like the really heavy duty work overalls, but I bet it would do well if you just had to like do some chores too and like run around the barn, you know? Totally. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it in like a heavy duty work work outfit kind of right. classification, but I think you could, 
you could get up in the morning, slide into that when it's real cold, go feed your horses and muck stalls and turn in and turn out. Yeah. No problem. And you would never get wet and you would never be cold. Huh. That's really cool. Yeah. So let's see. It looks like it's redandgoatequestrian.com that you can find all this stuff. And they have a couple different colors. And it's just really, really cool that they've literally thought of everything. So I don't really live somewhere where I would need that. But if I did, I would totally buy it. Because <laughs> I'm like a big layer person. You know, like I, when I lived in Kansas City, I would have to go out and do barn chores when it would be like frigidly cold. So that would have been like the perfect outfit. But for those of you like Justine and I who live in our normal environments where it's not quite as cold, um, we also have another item that we I got to try the last couple of weeks that SmartPak um, sent me. And it's the new, so they have the Piper breeches, which by the way are 30% of the proceeds from Pipers. Um, the pink Pipers that they're making this month are going to uh, Susan G. Komen. So a little side note there. Oh, nice. Yeah. But anyway, Piper, they've come out with a new line of layering tops for riding. And so one of the things that they sent me was this sweater fleece full zip jacket thing. And it's literally my new favorite jacket. I have a little bit of a jacket obsession as it is. But this is like literal sweater material, like soft hoodie material. It's got really nice, like heavy duty zippers. So that's really good because I've had a couple other of these jackets with really crappy zippers that just break when you try and zip them and use them. And then it's got zipped pockets that fit my giant iPhone just fine. So it's literally the perfect little layer for going to the barn. Or I mean, I just wear it around town, like running errands because it, it's, you know, I live in California, so it doesn't really get cold here, but sometimes you just need a little bit of a layer. So yeah, this is a brand new thing that SmartPak just launched for this fall season. So, and it's super affordable. It's $70 for the jacket and it's got like a fleece lining. So you get a little bit of a snug warmth layer. So you can ride the, ride in this underneath your red and goat onesie, <laughs> the layer. So um, you can find this one on smartpackequine.com. If you just search for Piper, you'll find all of the Piper materials. I'm sorry, apparel items. Um, we'll be reviewing a couple more of these base layer type things on our next episode. So we'll just kind of keep it going and we'll have more for you in the next episode. So this next segment is brought to you by one of our new partners. It's Pup and Pony Company, and they are really well known for their dog collars and their dog leashes that they make. And so I actually just got, I think, Justine, you got one too, a collar and a leash for Cooper, my dog. And it's literally the most adorable thing because it's a, it's one of those padded leather collars and it's got an accent color. I got red for mine and it's got the fancy stitch. So it would match the fancy stitch halter that they also make. So you could literally have a whole matching family. I feel like Justine, you should definitely do this. Oh, I'm obsessed with mine. So I got, I got a, a dog collar from my little, my little rescue dog. Who's a whippet cross and it's beautiful. I, I get compliments everywhere we go. Cause she's an active little city dog and um, <laughs> she's got a matching leather leash and it, it's laced. Like, you yeah, know, like, it's like braided rain. reins. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. I really, really, I just, I'm, I love it so much. So, and I, I think it would be really cute to pair with Mikey, my horse, if I get a, a, a halter, you know, they look so cute and matching. So. Right. And, and then you can do family photos. It, right. Yeah. But it's very <laughs> high quality leather. Like it's soft and supple already. And it, the stitching is really fancy. It's, it's very nice. Very yeah. Impressed. And they have a lot of different colors that you can choose from for the piping. So you can literally pretty much match any color, which is nice. But anyway, you can find yours and go shopping for all the other things that they carry at pupandponytagco.com. So, okay. Speaking of dogs, hashtag unpopular opinion time. 
I obviously have a dog. I bring him everywhere with me. He's like really well behaved. He doesn't, he minds his own business. But one of the things that I've noticed at some of these shows lately and, you know, even in the headlines is that people need to freaking control their dogs, man. And so it's leading some people to say that dogs and horse shows really don't mix. And so I wanted to talk to you guys about it because, you know, animals are everywhere and I, I love pets. I love my dog. I just, I feel like some people don't know where to draw the line. So I'm interested to see what your opinions are on this whole dogs and horse shows topic. Well, I think for me, like as a rider, I think it's honestly like, and everyone knows my chihuahua goes everywhere, but we honestly started leaving our big dogs at home because they just got to be too much. Mm. And I'm not saying that everybody should, but in my opinion, I think it's really hard when you've got the yappy dog, no one puts them on a leash, they come over, you know, I've literally had big dogs come attack my dog and everyone's like, well, yours nipped at it. I'm like, it's her space. Like she's so protective of it. Yeah. And so I was like, she won't leave my tax stall. And 90% of the time I've honestly been leaving her at home, not at home, meaning where we are, but like at the place we're staying mm-hmm. most of the time we've been doing like Airbnbs and I just bring her and I leave her at the house because the dogs have gotten so out of control in the stables that I'm like, if you if someone eats my dog or something, they get into a fight, like it would just take one second to like snap yeah. her neck because she's yeah. so little. And that's my biggest concern no, too. No one, no one would want to be around me that day, honestly, because, and not anybody, but I think it's people think, Oh, my dog's friendly. And it's really hard when you're like, well, mine's not. And mine is in her own space. And obviously who's going to be scared of my three pound chihuahua it's not going to attack anybody. It's not going to bite anybody, but theirs do. And everybody thinks, oh, well, mine's friendly. I'm going to let them roam around. Well, right. no, there's a time and place and it's called a dog park yeah. and it's not the horse show. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and I that's, a, I that's really, a great point. I you know that sound sounds really bash. I don't think so. I mean, well, I, mean I, I think there are rules for a reason and think about all the things that could potentially be dangerous or go wrong at a horse show when you're dealing with horses what? alone, alone without mean? another animal. I exactly. Mean, horses how are just... many times have they gotten loose on the cross country course? Like, right, right. Special. It's just why I add another layer of potential hazards. I love, I love my dogs. I love to bring my dogs to the barn and I, I bring them to the barn often, very frequently, but I bring them only on the days where I know it's going to be very, very quiet. We've got kids at the barn. We've got ponies. I don't trust all the horses at the barn, but I bring them on Sunday afternoons when I know I'm feeding and I'm usually the only person there for five mm-hmm. hours. You know what I mean? I, we've, I brought my, my dogs to, to the horse show too, but, and it's usually my poor husband who's stuck caring for them because I'm too busy with the horse mm-hmm. and they're always on a leash. But I have a little dog like you, like you, Jess, who is, very friendly is not an instigator, but she's very protective of her space. So she will growl at a big dog, you know, yeah. and she's, she's 12 pounds and God forbid something happened to her. I would like lose my mind. So, and I'm, I also, you know, I ride a big, young, stupid green horse. And the last thing I need is like the big friendly Wattweiler who is very friendly in the barn, but he's running across the, you know, the warm up field and to spook my horse. I mean, I'm 30. I fall pretty hard at 30. I don't, you know, I don't need any other factors I contributing to the, my risk. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So no, it's just not worth it to me. I just, I think it prevents 
too many obstacles that can, you know, it's just too much risk for too many people and for horses. Cause God forbid you're that dog owner and someone gets hurt a horse or otherwise, it's just, it's just a nightmare for everybody. And I do, I have noticed shows here around, you know, where I'm from have really cracked down on this. They don't want dogs or it's like your dog has to be in a crate and a lot of people do like the big fences. So they have like some grass area, but they have to be in an area where they cannot leave and they have to be at the barn in the barn only, which, which is better than, you know, letting them run around freely. But I don't know. It's tough. What do you think, Sally? You're someone who who goes to a lot of horse shows, a lot of the bigger horse shows. And I know Cooper has gone to a ton, too, and he's a very well-behaved boy. Yeah, I mean, he's well behaved. And, you know, I try not I'm trying not to be a hypocrite here, because obviously, I would love to bring my dog literally everywhere with me. And there's just some places that it's not super appropriate. But I do think that there are some people that really just don't care and don't take into consideration that there's other people, there's other dogs, there's horses, you know, and then it only takes the one time for somebody to ruin it for everybody, you know. And and my thing, too, is, is you know, and, 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 I'm throwing myself a little bit under the bus here, but you know, when I was, I went to Ocala with my old trainer once and I I had Cooper with me and he wasn't as well-trained at the time. So I kept him on like one of those long tie outs kind of at the end of the barn. And, you know, there's also a hazard with even just having them on a leash of like, you know, he almost got tangled up with the horse one time because he walked in front of it as, the, as I was leading the horse out to turn out and God, for, oh my God, I like my heart almost stopped because I just saw him getting tangled up in the, in the tie out. And it's, there's just, you know, even risks like that, if you could leave your dog tied at the stall, you know, and then a horse gets loose and runs back to the barn and then your dog gets run over because he's tied. You know, there's so many different risk factors that I I, ter- I tend to be a little bit paranoid about things in general. But I do just think that if everybody was a little bit more conscientious, you know, if you have a dog that's going to bark or you have a dog that can't be on a leash and behave or anything like that, just leave it at home or leave it in the trailer. You know, like there's, I have a friend who brings her big dogs to every show, but they stay in the trailer with the air conditioning on and then they take them out for walks when it's not as crowded, you know, because they're, they're three big dogs. Like they're just, there's no way to watch them and manage them. And while she's got horses. And so, you know, they just hang out in the trailer and they don't bark or anything and it's great. But yeah, I just, I think everybody just needs to be a little bit more conscientious about how their dogs are perceived and how they're behaving. Cause yeah, we all love dogs, but we don't necessarily love your dog running around terrorizing everybody, you know? So it's more of a group effort, I think. I, but so what do you think? Like, is, is this a horse show responsibility? Like, should they be cracking I'm, down on this stuff? No, I, I have think it's seen, people. Yeah. I don't think there's really anything the show could, could do. I mean, yeah, there's, there's some shows that will fine you. And I, there have been some events out here in California that are saying that if your dog's not on a leash there, that you're going to get a fine. I've yet to see that happen. Cause you know, then unfortunately what you get into is the like, you know, people just get so resistant to that. And then you're friends with the show organizer. And so then you get a pass or, you know, whatever. Yeah, but that's the thing. And that's where I have to like disagree is I think that people should get fined and they should actually have to pay the fine, whether they're friends or not. And there's also like such thing as like, they can get a yellow card, but you, you never see this happen. Oh, I, and I'm yeah, just not I sure. totally agree. It's I just not, think it doesn't happen enough. Yeah. No. And that's, I just don't even think it's going to happen. And I don't know. Part of me is like, it's one of those battles that's never worth fighting, but maybe yeah. it is like, maybe somebody should stand up and I just don't because I'm like, yeah, right. Like it's not going to happen, but yeah. I think it should really be, I mean, everybody's going to have a different opinion on this, but I think that honestly, you should be a, a responsible dog owner, like a responsible horse owner. Yep. 
Yeah. And I just don't think that getting to the show and opening the truck door and just saying, okay, Sparky, go ahead and just, you know, see you tonight. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just not how you should, you know. But, and even, then, yeah. but even leash dogs, you know what I mean? Like, I, it, it just depends on the dog and it that's does. what makes it hard yeah. it's like you either you got to either say dogs yes or dogs no exactly because you can't be like oh you can only bring your chihuahua that's okay but nothing else you know like that's not okay either <laughs> right because they're you know like i think of the lady who owns the barn um where i keep my horse i i'm obsessed with her dog she's got a pit mix he's wonderful he's such a good boy he's really the he's just such a good dog but he is loud and he barks whether he's on a leash or he's free you know what I mean like and it's just he could be as disruptive as any other dog even on a leash you know so it's just I think you got to go all in or not at all and I, I, I just every every animal is different like like every horse is different some horses are better than others on the ground you know it's just it's a tough one because I love having my dogs at the horse show but Right. I don't want to lose that privilege of being able to bring my dog, you know, yeah. but I, you know, I, I do agree, you know, like for example, there, so San Diego is very dog friendly. You can bring your dog just about anywhere. And one of those places used to be target target, you know, the target by my house, like everybody usually had their dog and it was really cool. Well, then I, I was with, I had Cooper with me a couple of weeks ago and I walked up to the door and they had a big sign on the door saying no dog service animals only. And I was like, all right, somebody must've ruined it for everybody, you know? And it just, that, that kind of makes me mad. Cause it's just like, if everybody just follows the rules and like, just you said, I do completely agree that, you know, if there's going to be a fine, you shouldn't, it like, it should be, you should get the fine. There should be no talking your way out of it, you know? Cause I would love to, I don't want it to go away, but you know, I don't, I just don't want it to get worse either. And it's, it's really annoying when some people ruin it for everybody. Right. I mean, I, and I live in a very dog friendly place too. And I have a big dog. I have a yeah. 70 pound greyhound, you know, and she, she is very quiet and excellent on a leash. She's a good girl at the horse show. Uh, Cause she's a little bit fearful of the horses. So she's, she's, like listens because she doesn't want to get run over but but um but she's a she's a big dog you know she's a big dog so I but I take I I honestly take her way less because I I can trust the little dog more than her you know it's easier to manage too yeah it's much easier to have a dog you can just scoop up and pick up if you need to and and not have like a 50 70 pound dog that you got to wrangle you know so that that's a factor too for sure and then some people get like way crazy and bring animals that are not even dogs to the horse show. Like I've seen, uh, <laughs> I went to the eventing. I can't remember what it was called when they did the eventing in Wellington. The oh, the showcase, the showcase, yeah, the showcase. When I was there, someone had a pig on a leash. I have a picture of it. I'll find it and post it. But My literally, a pig on a leash. To the horse show sometimes. She liked. I think she took the cat to Rebecca Farm this year. <laughs> My, I feel oh like my gosh. horse would freak out way quicker with a cat or a pig than a dog too you know <laughs> horses so my friend my other friend would bring minis and i couldn't bring my horse near her because <laughs> you would <laughs> oh man yeah that's that's definitely an interesting one i don't know though i mean i, I i've never had a pig so i don't know if i would bring it anywhere if i did <laughs> So next week is a really exciting horse show in the States. It is the Washington International Horse Show. It's their 60th anniversary, which is so impressive. Um, they have fun things like presson- the presence on Friday. The record for the presence is seven, seven and a half, seven feet, 
seven and a half inches. And that was in 1983. So I will be watching on the live stream that to see if that gets broken because that is going to be incredible. They always do a huge performance. It's one of the few presents left in this country. And then Saturday night is interesting. You guys need to tune in and go watch the World Cup qualifier. They have $135,000 Grand Prix. That is Saturday night. The horse show in general, though, is incredible. I've heard amazing things. It's on my bucket list to go watch. It's right in the middle of downtown Washington, D.C. They have anything from the Big Act, the Hunters, the Jumpers, the Presents. Like, it's amazing. So... If you guys are around and want something fun, you guys need to go get tickets at www.wihs.org slash tickets and get stuff for Friday, Saturday. There's VIP, you know, they've got great prices. And if you can't be in the Washington area, you guys check out their live stream on the Washington Horse Show on YouTube. And our next segment is from Lauren. She had a question and I really want to, I've always done my thing, so I'm really interested to hear you guys' point of view on this. She said, what ways do you guys find best for getting your horse's mane to lay flat? Uh. I pull my pony's (laughs) mane as I braid him for shows and such. I've always, and it sticks straight up. She wants to know what we do to make them lay flat. I've always just kind of banned them over whether you braid them and like leave them or put a sleazy on or you do just little bitty rubber bands at the top to kind of make them lay on the side correctly. Because I had one horse that would like flop in every which direction. It wouldn't (laughs) stick straight up. But I've never had one stick straight up like that. So what have you guys done? So I, um, I actually got this tip, I think, from reading Emma Ford and Cat Hill's World Cross World Class Grooming book, um, which this is not even a plug, but it is a plug because it's like my favorite book if you plan to be a groom or you just want some good tips. But anyway, so one of the tips that they had is if you need to to have a mane lay flat is you use a damp hot towel and you comb the mane. I always did it when the mane was wet. Like I would wet the mane down and then brush it to the side, like literally every day after every ride. And then you take like a warm towel, a damp towel, and you lay it over and then hopefully your horse stands still, I mean, for, you know, 10, 15 minutes, but you do that kind of every day and that helps kind of train it to lay down. But the band-aid also works. And then I like to use a little bit of like, not product, but just like some like cowboy magic or the detangler stuff just to kind of like weigh it down. I mean, obviously you don't want to put too much stuff in there, especially if you're going to be braiding, but like while you're just training it just to get it to be a little bit heavier, so to speak then you comb, keep it wet, keep it like product in it and then use that hot towel. But you have to do it like it's like training your hair to grow on a certain part, like, right, you have to do it every single day, you know, because you're literally training it. But that's that's what I would try. And also make sure the mane isn't too short, because obviously, if it doesn't have any length, it's never going to fall over. So yeah, I mean, that's excellent. I don't think my advice is gonna be better than yours. Sally. Um, <laughs> Not so, but I'm a Ford, I, I, I bow down to you. <laughs> but I have done like the cowboy mad and it kind of help give it some weight like you said and then I've I've always done the sleazy you know I've yeah. always b- yeah. braided it essentially or banded it and put it in the sleazy which is a pain in a pain in the butt I hate them but it's literally the only thing that's ever worked for me I did have I did have like a young Hanoverian for a while whose mane was just like out of control and I used to just roach it once a year and like mm. let it reset. Yeah. <laughs> so, sometimes that, oh. sometimes you almost have to do that though. We had horses in my barn growing up where we just had to roach their manes and let them start over. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, well, this is too far gone. <laughs> so. It was just 
was out of control. It would flop on both sides no matter the length, and it was really a really thick mane. He had a gorgeous tail, too. But it was just, it was crazy to try to maintain it. So it just, it, I think it honestly really helped him. Like, his his mane was healthier, because and it grew back fast, and we were able to control it as it grew out. Yeah, you know? yeah. So if, you, if, you're, if you're okay with that, you know, he looked cute with a roached mane, too, so. Yeah, some horses do. I wonder if you, this is, like, probably super overkill, but I wonder if you could also braid, you know, because if you band it, sometimes if you don't put a sleazy on, then the bands just stick straight out, too. I wonder if you braided, right. like, like a fishing weight or something into the end of the braid, you know, so that it weighs the end down. Like, I wonder, like, that's obviously going to take a lot of time, but I bet you could braid something into the end so that it kind of weighs it down a little bit and helps it train. Cause braiding it, you know, like you said, you, you need the sleazy to make it lay down. So otherwise it doesn't really do much, but. Or you just let it grow out, you know, cause like with that same horse, his mane would grow so fast and it would be, it would be kind of long fast. And I almost, used to like it longer because then I could do like a, a braid I learned when I did the horse mascot thing in college because the Andalusian had a really nice beautiful long mane and we used to just braid it down the length of his neck you know where it's like oh, real okay. tight up on the yeah, hairline down, yeah. yeah yeah and laid it down so I used to braid this warm blood's mane like that too and it was long enough and it helped it stay better you know but it has to be pretty long to be able to do that is the problem yeah Huh, so there, cool. hopefully, Lauren, those help you out. Let us know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, you know what time it is? Oh, it's my favorite that time. time. <laughs> it's it, is it is. Well, I guess I can go first because I never go first. So here oh, we go. I think that sounds good. <laughs> Okay, so my rose guys, I have I have an update. I have an update for you guys on my my awful thorn story from my bikini waxer. Yeah, I had to go. I had to go back. I had to go back this week. She was like, I was. I just love (laughs) that the saga continues about this story. (laughs) (laughs) Like God forbid. Like I hope this poor girl never hears this podcast podcast because I will never be able to show my face again. Anyway, so I went in and she was like, totally was totally not awkward. And because I was going in, like I'm just not going to mention it, and we're just going to act like that never happened. And she's like. Hey, I totally like lost that card that you left me. Like, um, I saw you at the gym the other day. So if you ever want to work out together, you should like just. And she left me her number this time. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> or maybe she does listen to the podcast. And like, yeah, all right. <laughs> she just felt really bad. <laughs> First off, shout out to you if you do listen. Just saying. <laughs> oh man. So, um, so no, was that your story. rose? That is my rose because I think I just made a new friend, guys. Like, I, it took like a month of sweating over it of, as, as to whether or not I could Don't actually worry. go back. And place, two but... more podcasts, we'll see if they had drinks or not. Right. <laughs> we'll see how the friendship is going at this point. Oh my God, this poor girl. It might be the thorn. Don't oh. worry. Yeah, it will just rotate rose and thorn, rose and thorn. All right. So anyway, okay. So my thorn is not really a thorn. Okay. So I went and saw that that movie, A Star Is Born. Have you guys seen that yet? Oh, is it not good? No, no, no. It's 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 good. It's it's um it's really well acted. It's very very like Lady Gaga needs to win every single award ever, and the music is amazing. Bradley Cooper is also a very good actor, and he actually directed this movie too. And also, not really a spoiler because it doesn't really do much, but his his actual real life dog is in the movie, which is kind of cool. Shut really? up! Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so but I don't anyway, understand the thorn. Well, no, yeah, the, what is the thorn? It's, it's literally like the literal saddest movie I've ever watched in my entire life. And I, I am such an emotional person that I've literally been depressed about it for like a week. <laughs> and like, I does just, the I, dog die? Don't tell no, me. The dog, actually don't tell yeah, me. The, the dog does not die for it. I know. Cause that's one thing that I worry about too. There's actually a website that's called does the dog die.com and it tells you if the dog dies or not. So that's cool. But no, the dog does not die. <laughs> this is a really bad thorn. I just like, I can't even tell you like how, cause I went with, I went to see this movie with my friend and I was so excited cause I've been wanting to see the movie. It looks so good. And then it just like emotionally wrecked me and just ruined my entire life. So I, it just like, it's just like a, a fair warning of like bring the tissues and you know, you're, it's just, I don't know. It just, I was a little disappointed just because of like the after effect it had on me. Um, <laughs> oh my God. I'm just, I'm a really emotional person. So just, you gotta. That's amazing. <laughs> All right. Oh I go with gosh. a totally different, I'll start with mine because it's not even close. <laughs> so, okay. All right. My rose would be that we have been over in England, I mean, in England, in Europe, and it's been, it's been a good trip. The babies travel well. It's been a really good experience. So it's been a fun month, like my European vacation, as we joked. But, um, so that would obviously be my rose is that we're still here and it's been a fun trip and incredible experience. Um, my thorn would be the same thing though. Like, I kind of miss my horses. Like I kind of miss, Aww. you know, riding. Like it's kind of weird to be over here with just one, you know, one horse for each event, and it's been fun. But you sadly miss your routine of life. You know, like it's been amazing. But and we still have, you know, a, quite a few time more days here. But my thorn is that like I kind of miss the routine of being at home. Yeah, so. that's hard. Yeah, you guys have been traveling a lot too. So we've been. I mean, we haven't been home the whole month of October. Yeah, we haven't been home since like September. So, I mean, but that is, you know, not really. That's the only thing I could complain about. So that was yeah. I haven't seen any. I haven't seen any sad movies. So that was. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding, Sally. (laughs) I guess, but you know what? I guess life is pretty good when that's my thorn. So I I know. I'm like, you know what? We're having really. We're having really good weeks when these are our thorns. So <laughs> hopefully yeah. just, uh, Justine like keeps the path and we don't really have thorns this week. So right. what well, do you got? That's like really bad thorn. Or oh, something. it's so terrible. And we all feel bad. I'm for just it's bringing it, bringing everybody down. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's going to bring you all down. Um, I think you should start well, with your thorn first. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I'm starting with my rose. Okay. Okay. There's suspense. You're going to have to hold out for it. <laughs> um, so my okay. rose is that I got a standing desk at work and it's something I've always wanted. I like, cause I'm, I'm hip and I'm cool, man. I want a standing desk. And so I was so excited <laughs> when I got it and I set it all up and I'm like, look at this cool desk. I'm so cool. And my cubicle and I never use it. I never, I sit all day still, you <laughs> even <hate> though <laughs> I have, I <laughs> I'm just surprised at how hard it is to break the routine of sitting all day, you know? So I know you're Thorne. You spent the money on a standing desk and you now sit every day. (laughs) (laughs) Work got it for me. So thank God I didn't have to buy it. But, um, so. Okay. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. So I like every day I go into work and I'm like, I'm going to stand today. Damn it. (laughs) Do it. And so I start out and I'll stand for like an hour and then I won't stand at all the rest of the day. Does it hurt your knees? Cause it hurts my knees. I try to do that too. And it's my old lady knees are just not having it. Oh really? No, I haven't. 
my knees, but I do like, I feel like, t- like sore, but like a tired sore. Like my feet yeah. start to feel tired. So then I sit down. And I tried I to use back. an exercise ball as a chair for a while. And then I fell off of it too many times. So I just gave up. <laughs> so that's my story is, and I have all these people like oogling over my standing desk, you know, like other people who want it. And I, I'm not going to give it up, even though I only stand who knows? Oh, Maybe my life will change and I'll stand more. But so anyway, so my thorn is this morning I got up at the freaking crack of dawn, like literally before the sun to drive my butt out to the barn to give just to give my horse a bath. That's it. Literally just to give him a bath because, uh, Before I left for Iceland, I had tried to clip him because he already had a full coat, like a full winter coat at uh, at the end of September. And I was worried about him getting too hot. You know, it's still like the high today is 92. It's still crazy hot here. So he's he's struggling a little bit still with the non-sweating stuff. And this horse, I mean, I've clipped a ton of horses. It's how I used to make money when I was younger is body clipping everybody's horses. Like I'm pretty, I'm not bad at it, you know? And I've clipped some tough ones, but he is so, so crazy to try to clip. He's just a nightmare. He's the type who like you give him drugs and he gets more amped up. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, it's like, it's his superpower. He's like, give me the drugs. I'll get worse. (laughs) Oh my God. He's insane. So I'm I'm paying somebody, I'm paying a professional to come and clip him. Cause I'm like, all right, he needs a couple of really good experiences before I try again. You know, Mm -hmm. like last year when I tried to clip him, it took like, 10 days to finish it i had to do it like in such small increments before he would try to kill me you know he's just like a wiggle worm doesn't like how it feels believe me and i've given him like every drug under the sun to try to like take the edge off and oh it's been a nightmare so anyways i'm paying a professional she's not cheap because i warned her this is going to be the worst horse you ever clipped in your life (laughs) so (laughs) i went to my vet's office last week and i was like how many drugs are you legally allowed to let me? <laughs> I want all different kinds. I want to give her like, you know, she has like a whole like bar cart of cocktail suggestions when she gets there to clip him. So we'll see. She, te- she just texts me like, while well, we've been recording that she just got there. So I, w- I gave him a bath this morning. So he wasn't like horrendously dirty. I left a bunch of different drugs for, for him. Um, she seems to think that, I don't know if you guys have ever used the Dormison gel. She seems to think that is going to be enough. That's always been my go-to for bad horses, but I don't know that I've had one as hard to sedate as, as Mikey. I've had one that Dorm didn't even touch it. Really? So that's yeah. what I'm worried about. My horses must not have been that that's fun. Because I've aced no, him plenty of times. Oh, Ace makes him worse. Ace, Ace 100% will make him worse. Yeah. Well, but he gets you do like, know half horses will have a bad reaction to Ace and get worse. But so if they're a little bit amped up, a lot of like thoroughbreds, if you give them ace, it actually makes them more amped up. The thing is, I've aced him before, uh, like to get on a trailer and and it was no big deal. He was like falling asleep. So I tried acing him when I tried to clip him a couple weeks ago and I was trying to make it like a low key situation where I, he was just eating hay and I just got him real quick with the needle and then like let him sit for 45 minutes like I didn't want him to be amped up and he was looking pretty good like pretty drugged out and I bring him onto the cross ties and he hears the clippers and it's like I don't know he just could sober up man like he could have driven home and not gotten a DUI like it was amazing (laughs) how fast he was like 
And that's he pinned me against enough. the wall with his butt, you know, like he, he could be very dangerous is the wow. problem. He's like yeah. out over there. So I gave him some calming like supplements, like at ease, you know, not a big deal this morning, but like loaded him up on that thinking like, well, at least he'll have a little something in his stomach when she gets there. And then she brought Ace and I bought the Dormison gel. So we'll see what happens. Fingers well, you're going to have to report back on Fingers that. Fingers crossed. I'm, like, yeah. Dying to know how this goes now. Hopefully it goes well. I know. Me too. All right. We know what's even crazier. The lady who's doing it for me, I love. She's wonderful. She just tore her ACL last week. And I was like, you really don't have to come do this. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. So she was at literally the surgeon's office for a doctor's appointment this morning. And she's like, oh, I'll just come out afterwards. And I was like, you really don't have to do this because, like, you are hurt. This is the worst horse in the world to clip. And she's like, no, it's fine. I'll do it. I'm like, all right. So it's like literally all the bad, all the, like, most terrible things at once so we'll see maybe they all cancel each other out and it'll be fine <laughs> fingers crossed yeah. oh. anyways that's my thought all, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right so last things last we have one more mailbag question this is from bay and our facebook group and if you haven't joined our facebook group we really want you guys to come and hang out with us it's the heels down happy hour podcast lounge just search for it on facebook and we'll let you in so anyway, Bay's question is that she's a military spouse um, and they're kind of in a horse dead zone right now. So she's not really able to take a lot of lessons or ride a lot. So she wants to know, um, you know, what kind of suggestions we have for keeping her seat, keeping her fitness until she's able to go back and ride. So um, first of all, I totally feel you. It's hard to take a break from riding in any sense of the word. But, um, you know, the more you can do with your own fitness, like if you can go running or even just for longer walks, just to kind of keep your cardio. So when you do ride again, you don't have to take 18 walk breaks. But also just like core stuff, lower anything with your core and your legs is going to help keep that seat and those seat muscles kind of in tune. You can also check out heelsdownmag.com too, because we also have, we publish a lot of fitness recommendations. So there's a lot of exercise that you can do there. What about you guys? How about you, Jess? Yeah. So mine's kind of along the same line as I was going to say, I think we've talked about fitness a little bit past about keeping the rider fitness, but for me, see in your area, see if there's bar classes like B-A-R-R-E. Oh, I've heard things about that. I love going to those. And I think like what you were talking about, Sally, with the core and everything else, like it is a little bit of cardio, but it's more core strength. So, and they're hard. I mean, they're the hardest classes that I've ever taken. But they, I think, are the best for me that I've found. It's along the lines of kind of like yoga, but for me, it's better to do the bar. So if you could find a bar class, I would sign yourself up because if you can keep your fitness while you're not able to ride right now, once you get back, I think it will be even easier. So I would find a bar class would be my suggestion. Justine? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it really just comes down to what you could, what you're willing to pay for. But I think being in any sort of well-rounded fitness routine is only going to help you when you get back riding. So, like a lot of my friends who don't ride are really into Orange Theory, um, which is kind of expensive. But I've gone to a couple classes, and they are also hard, more cardio-based than like Pure Bar. But um, but it is just like a like I come home like wicked sore. So to be honest, I haven't gone back because I'm a weenie and don't like to work out. But I do a lot of <laughs> yoga. Like I do a lot of yoga for my core strength and I stretch a lot before I ride. And then um, I, I run like I make sure I'm still doing some, some cardio. I ride my husband and I ride bikes. But definitely for your seat and your leg. I mean, there are I think that core strength 
squat, squatting, all those types of moves, which you can get in pure bar, which you can get in yoga, anything like that uh, is really good for you. So if you guys want to hear more for us, or if you have a question you want to share, you can either post it in the podcast group on Facebook, or you can send us an email at hello at heelsdownmedia.com. And you can also subscribe to the Heels Down Brief, which we told you about earlier, by going to bit.ly slash hdbrief. We want to say thank you to all our sponsors, Redding Goat, Pup and Pony Co., Eco Gold, and Smart Pack. All right, guys, that's it for us. Cheers. Well, cheers. Cheers from Europe, Jess, and we'll see you when you get cheers. back. Cheers. Yes, and I'll <laughs> talk to you guys soon. All right.